You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatori back after uh, missing last week. Sorry, guys. Oh, man. Sorry. I mean, don't apologize to us, man. We sorry. We was feeling sorry for you. <laughs> that, yeah, it was, that Stuck was in the ballpark. How long were you there, Nick? 10 hours, so, 11 uh, hours? Un- unbelievable that I'm going to say this, but Graham Hall was the smartest person in the press box. Mm. Yeah. Big yeah. big Graham fan, but yeah, yeah. He's a big tapestry um, guy. Bob Bob Ross himself. Um there so it started as a lightning delay. So there was like a solid two hour of the five and a half hour window where I could have gotten in my car and driven the eight minutes home. Mm-hmm. And uh didn't do that. Uh and then it started raining sideways for three and a yeah, half hours. Why? I, I got to question your judgment. Why didn't you, right? Because you have a 30-minute time between the last strike of lightning and when they can play again, mm-hmm. right? 30 or 40 minutes, yep. right? So at that mm-hmm. point, you have somebody there. Then you should be like, hey, just yeah. give me the heads up, right? You yep. can be hanging out with Boomer. You can be hanging out with uh, right. Norman. Norman. Yep. Yep. No, just – You could have been a ball. So you could have been a, a lot of places, and you just chose um, to sit in a room and avoid yeah. pod. Yeah, we uh, could have left and gone home. Um, didn't and just slowly lost my sanity. I think he was trying to shake the people, man. Yeah, I think he was trying to shake the people. I don't know, man. You said you just had on the table, then you just been incognito and a little ghost ever since, man. Well, well we're about to find see. out. Just a couple days away. Five, five days away. Hmm. Well, clearly, we're not just a hell on the table at this point. But I like where we stand. Regardless, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Later. How was our weekend? <laughs> Oh, it was good, man. Uh, what what did I do uh, Friday? Oh, I went. So it's pool party season here in Tampa. So I had tickets to go to a pool party on Saturday, which was a blast. Guy by the name of Rehab, big name, does a lot of remixes of like songs everybody knows. Um, so the weather looks great. Then all of a sudden, Tampa just has this thing where it just creates storms out of nowhere. But for the most part, they're gone in 20, 30 minutes, right? Typical Florida, um, you know, typical Tampa. Well, one of the so we all go there's a group of like 10 or 12 of us that go and there's probably a thousand people maybe 800 people uh there at this place over in, in here in tampa we get there and all of a sudden the sky opens up right and i was like okay well this is a tr- traditional florida storm it's gonna be gone in 20 minutes bro if i don't tell you it rained almost sideways for probably two and a half out of the four hours that we were there so no lightning uh vibes were heavy just dancing in the rain a little, a little DJ action in the rain. Um, crowd cleared down to about 150 people, but uh, all in all, great time, great vibes. Relaxed on Friday, relaxed on Sunday. Little, but uh, shout little, out to uh, rehab. A little butterfly effect. So that con- I didn't know what concert these these girls from Orlando were heading to Tampa for something, and they uh, end up coming to uh, the Kush House for an event. And they said hey, we was heading to Tampa for this concert, and the sky just it started raining, so we just turned around. Uh, because our friends in Tampa said it was raining all day. So butterfly effect, man, we had some people that, that mentioned that. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, you know, I, I'm relatively Pool new into like I mean, EDM I mean, and DJ concert. scene. 
But this is a guy that everybody knows, right? Yeah, he's he's in Vegas. He goes to all the the big places all around the country, all around the world, plays at all the big festivals and stuff. So I was super excited because I found out about a month, month and a half ago that he's coming. I'm like, perfect. It is a little hot, but normally, like I said, the rain just kind of flies through. And so we were all pumped and excited. We had a group of 10. We're going to meet probably, you know, 10, 12 other people that we knew where they were there. And vibes were, were thrown off a little bit, but we made the most of it. So, right. so not too shabby for me. What about you, Silk? Uh, just, just relax for the most part, man. I was working at the Kush House, but not working, man. Been uh, delegating a little bit better. So uh, I relaxed a lot this weekend. Uh, got some work done, but relaxed. Nothing, nothing eventful. I don't think. What was my Sunday like? Yeah, I don't think I did anything. Hmm. Some days are some the best. Food, you know? Took my daughter to a sweet 16. Nothing special. Nick, how was your weekend? Good. First weekend without baseball. Um, How's that feel? Didn't know what to do with my hands. Whoa. Whoa. The girl's out of town. <laughs> Girl was back in town this week. Oh, um, good. Spent some time with her. Uh, planning a trip for when is it? Uh, first week of August. Where are you going? Uh, was looking at a couple places. Um, uh, she's from DC, and I've never been, so we're thinking about DC. I'll, I'll tell you, it's um, hot as the Dickens in uh, in August. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, we'll go see the cherry blossoms." She was like, "Oh, sweetie, that's uh, that's like one week out of the year, and that's not 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 right now." <laughs> No, sir. I'm like, okay. Um, and then looking at some places up in North Carolina, like uh yeah, that's why I've been uh, mountains. Boone, Wilmington, yeah, like, uh, up there. Didn't I say Opposite it? sides yeah. of the state, but well, yeah, that, sure. we're just like we're just looking at like Airbnb at like different places. So yeah. not, not like tied into a location, just trying to find whatever like, you find in some quaint mountains. This that's why I've been looking, just South Carolina, Tennessee, mountains. Um mm-hmm. That type of but yeah, vibe. like doesn't matter doesn't matter where it is. Just hey, find like yeah. A, yeah. A, a nice cabin, uh, yeah. some, and some, some woods legend, in a river, legendary views. It, right. it doesn't matter if I'm in you know West Virginia. I don't think I'd be in West Virginia. That'd be, that'd be a bad example. But yeah, I'm trying to go on a meth trip. <laughs> there, there's a lot of a lot of great places. Nick, Tennessee, North Carolina. If you guys are open, uh, you can even head up to like the Catskills up in New York. That's a ton of fun. You can head all the way up north and hit up Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. Beautiful spots up there. Beautiful vibes. Weather's what are you doing, cooler. Nick? Are you going to fly and then are you driving up? That's my thing about the mountains. Like, what? what is, yeah. How are you planning this out? Um, I think she wants – I was going to fly to D.C. Um, I think she wants to drive if we do North Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would rent a car. I wouldn't take my car, uh, like a little Acura, and try to drive my two, two-wheel drive Acura up and down mountains. Um I'd probably rent something four-wheel drive and, and right. one, not put the miles on my mm-hmm. car um, and then have something with four-wheel drive if we're going to be, you know, going to a cabin. Yeah, you got to yeah. get something fuel efficient the these days if you're going to drive somewhere. Yeah, that's the vibes. That's uh, true. Because nine times ten, wherever you're going, is going to be, like, remote as hell. Mm-hmm. That's like, we're hanging out a little bit, man. Shout out to uh, – this is classic roll-up network vibes right here, man. <laughs> Shout out to just us hanging out real quick. <laughs> Eventually, we got to talk some football. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the show. We got Brad Wilkerson, uh, former Florida Gators baseball player, joining us a little bit later. Uh, but before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friend over at Allen Horn Insurance. 
go visit Alan Horn Insurance. It's H-O-R-N-E insurance.com. We'll give them a call 706-692-2888. If you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, car insurance, home insurance, renters, life, business insurance, retirement planning, whatever it might be, give Alan a call 706-692-2888. Can I get Alan some love real quick? Uh, you sure shout can. Out, shout out to Alan Horn, man. I appreciate uh, hit Alan up. I had an interview that I was shooting at, over at the studio, uh, the Kush House with Janoris Jenkins. Um, hit him up and was gonna gonna probe around, and ask a bunch of sponsors, man. But I, I appreciate Alan for just pulling up and, and taking care of me, man. And uh, just a dope interview. We put out some trailers from that today. Uh, that'll be dropping Friday later on this week. But uh, appreciate you, Alan. Solid dude. Gator, take care of Gators, man. Yeah, Alan's a uh, great guy, great sponsor of this show. So, again, if you are in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, or Tennessee, give him a call. Gentlemen, the men's and women's track team headed out to Eugene, Oregon this past week. Did some work. And did some work. Gators end up as national champions in men's track and field on Friday and then on Saturday become the women's track and field champions in the outdoor events. Gentlemen, Mouse Holloway. Big Mouse. Got to go down as the greatest coach in UF history. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's 12 of them things, man. Mm. He's got to be already uh, yeah. the greatest coach in history. I saw Mary Wise tweeted they need to change Stadium we- or Stadium Road to Mouse or Mike Holloway with the, the way capitalized. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the pun in that in the wordplay there. Um, but, uh, it, it's pretty incredible. Um, Holloway and Gail, we can work with it. <laughs> uh, might, might have to talk to him about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's pretty incredible. The women won, um, the indoor and outdoor. So just dominated the entire track season. Um, and the men, uh, I think it was what, Friday night had an incredible comeback. Uh, I think they scored like 54 points, 45 points. Might be dyslexic there. Um, to come back and, and, and win first place. Um, yeah, 54 points. Talia Diggs is n- not to be messed around with on the women's side. And uh, that four by team for the men, I think they are the they ran two sub four 49s or something like that, or two sub something. And they're the only collegiate team to, to run sub in the history of. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now. Yeah, no, let's let's go through this real real quick, Nick. So it's a um, list. Yeah, so the Gators uh, do get 54 points on Friday, um, capturing the men's uh, fifth overall outdoor national championship. There have been 24 contested national champions between uh, indoor and outdoor in the men's side since 2010, and the Gators have won 10 of those 24, both five indoor and five outdoor. Uh, it's Mike Holloway's 11th. Uh, national championship, 10 on the women's side, and then uh, now two on the women's side. When this article was written, it was just one. So uh, 12 total national championships for him. Um, the Gators, let's see, the 4 by 100 um, meter relay ran a 38.52, uh, missing out on first place by 0.03 seconds. Uh, but then Joseph uh, Fanboule um, won the 100 and the 200 i'm not sure if you guys watched him run the 100 but he was in last place for probably the first 30 
35 meters. Uh, and then he just stormed back uh, and ended up uh, winning. I think he took the lead with about 20 meters to go uh, crossing the finish line at exactly 10 seconds flat uh, to win the 100 meters. Um, and then he also won the 200 meters in a time of 19.83 to also win uh, that national title, uh, which is the fourth all time in NCAA history uh, and gave him back to back NCAA indoor outdoor champions uh, ships in the 200 meter uh, race. So unbelievable performance. Uh, shout out to the following uh, individuals that scored points for the Gators, the, the men's four by 100, uh, the men's four by 100 came in both first and second. Uh, Ryan Willie came in fifth in the 400 uh, champion. Allison came in second. Jo uh, Joseph Van Bula came in first in the 200. Derek Van Over came in fifth in the 100. And then Joseph Van Bula came in first in the 100. So congratulations to them. Big resounding win. I uh, had 54 total points. Texas had 38 uh they finished in second and then not to be outdone on saturday the women's uh track and field team also uh takes home the title beating texas who came in second with 64 points point getters for the gators talitha diggs finished first in the 400 uh Cut imagine... ac on oh, i'm sorry uh, i thought i hit no. bad man i <laughs> thought i hit mute my I... camera I'm sorry. Imagine Barrett came in fourth in the 800. Parker Valby came in second in the 5,000 meters. Anna Hall came in second in the uh, heptathlon. Uh, Vanessa Watson came in seventh in the heptathlon. Uh, Jasmine Moore came in first in the triple jump. Uh, Natricia Hooper came in sixth. And I'm sorry, Anna Hall and Vanessa Watson were in the 400 meter hurdles. Anna Hall came in first in the heptathlon and then Sterling Lester came in fifth in the heptathlon. So truly an outstanding performance by all of them. Uh, again, Gators women's win the national championship on Saturday, followed by the men um, are following the men who did it on Friday. So, so <clears throat> Diggs ran 49 99 in the 400, which is the fastest time in America this year for a woman Moving. fourth in the world. Fifth fa fastest collegiate time ever. And at 19, the youngest American in history to run sub 50 in the 400. That's incredible. So she's the, the real deal. Yeah, so that gives the Gators men's national championships in indoor in 2010, 2011, 12, 18, 19. Uh, outdoor 2012, 13, 16, 17, and 22, and the women indoor 92 and 22, and then outdoor in 22. Um, nine NCAA event titles, eight SEC event titles for the women, 11 school records, uh, just truly an outstanding year for men's track and field. And congratulations to – Jasmine Moore and Anna Hall, who are up for the Honda Sport Award uh, in track and field. So we will find out a little bit later uh, next week, I believe. Um, and uh, congratulations to them. Moore was a national champion in long jump and triple jump. And then obviously we've talked about Anna Moore uh, being the NCAA outdoor uh, heptathlon uh, national champion and outdoor 
uh, runner up in the 400 meter hurdle. So congratulations to both of them, but congratulate to all the men and women in track and field. Any more thoughts there, gentlemen? No, 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 man. Just great stuff, man. Shout out to Moss and shout out to the, to the ladies. Uh, just very impressive, man. Premier program. Mm. Creme de la creme. What you got, Nick? Nick, talk to us about baseball. Finish our season, and then we got a firing, and we got a hiring. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Craig Bell was fired. Um, he'd been with Sully for 15 years uh, when Ooh. Kevin Sullivan got the job. Um, at Florida, he uh, brought Craig Bell and Brad Weitzel with him. Um, Weitzel was fired three years ago, so Weitzel was in for 12 years. Um, talked with somebody who um, said Brad kind of knew uh, that it was coming. His house had been on the market for some time in Gainesville. Um, and uh, it's really just a uh, Florida going – Kevin O'Sullivan going younger. Um the higher Taylor black is, uh, my age. <laughs> um, we play, we were in high school at the same time. Um, he was from South Carolina, went to a couple of schools, ended up at Kentucky, um, had four years of coaching experience at NC state before, um, he moved on. He's, uh, the last three years, he's been a cross checker, which is, uh, a scout, um, in the Tigers organization. What exactly um, is, uh, the, the, the title, the role? <laughs> He'll be an, assist, an assistant coach. So in baseball, you only have three coaches. One's the head coach, and then you have two paid assistants. Um, so he's a paid one of the two paid assistants. So um, he'll join David Cop as the two paid. Do they still have any? Cop is not paid. Cop's, oh, Cop's uh, volunteer. volunteer assistant. Yeah. So Chuck Drollman, oh, um, okay. who uh, came from USF. Chuck works. Chuck works with the uh, infielders. Um, Bell works with the hitters and the outfielders. Um, and Taylor's past experience um, is as an infielder. It'll be interesting to see um, how they kind of delineate, you know, those responsibilities. Nick, I have a question out of pure ignorance. Why is it that baseball has so few coaches on paid staff? Why, why does the NCAA limit? Is there a reason? Just, it just seems like if you can afford it and give these kids an opportunity, you're kind of already shafting a lot of them. Yep. with a lack of scholarships. Right. Um, yep. And I, I totally understand why I'm not, that's not a, a dig at any reason why, but you already have a limited number of scholarships and now it seems like you, you limit coaching as well. It seems like we, we don't limit them anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, Billy Napier's got uh, how many, <laughs> how many on his staff? I mean, Florida um, has more quality control analysts and assistants than baseball has entirely. Florida has more with the program. Florida has more offensive line quality control assistance than than baseball can have coaches. Um, they they tried to make it three paid assistants um, a couple of years back. Needed an, a, a, a unanimous vote uh, among the Power Five, and the Big Ten balked at that. Uh, voted no. I think. Um, we're probably getting closer to that being voted on again and, and getting that because with fewer coaching, you're just creating less opportunities for um, coaches. And we can talk to Brad about this. Brad's Brad's mm -hmm. been coaching at JU for some time now um, with, with, with 
only two pay assistant coaches. You're creating less job opportunity for young coaches to break into the game and, and to advance right. their careers. You're also creating um, hardships for the assistant coaches. David Kopp was a paid coach at FAU um, mm-hmm. and made the decision to leave a paid position to come to Florida because it's it, it's a possibility. You're at, you're on a bigger stage, um, you know, and, and now he is. Basically, they run baseball camps in the summer, and that's what the volunteer assistants make their money off of. Um, So he's got to hope that you get some campers in over the summer, and he's got to run all those camps. Um, So I I don't know what the NCAA's justification was for only having two. Um, We could ask Brad. um, And the holdup was the Big Ten voting against it. Um, I think it was like four years ago now. Is it because the Big Ten's poor Sounds like um, it. it's just not it, baseball's not the same um, up there. Um, like Michigan's Michigan's got a really good coach and, and they've had some success. Um, but those programs aren't pulling in money like a Mississippi State and LSU and Arkansas and Ole Miss. Um, just looking at, I mean, the, what are you what are you truly looking at for an assistant baseball coach? In terms of 100, like 150. I don't even know. Like maybe I don't. I, I I'm, at, just, at I'm school, just throwing school, out like, random numbers here, right? Like I've I've never I've never uh, requested the baseball coach's contract. Hey, can you do a FOIA request for me? I would do one, but I don't totally know how to do that. I'm just curious to know what because I, I mean I would imagine that they're not getting paid pennies, but I can't imagine they're getting paid. I'd probably say into the six figures. Right. So like them limiting them at two coaches sounds like just ridiculous to me. Like well, pay, so pay when, so there, these, these programs aren't making money. Like there's there's very like LSU most years will be will run in the black. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, I think Florida, I think Florida occasionally for baseball has run in the black, but like they're not going to. Um, yeah, do you think maybe if they had years. more coaches, you could put a better product on the field, which would attract more viewers, which would then make more money. No, I don't think that. Well, my no, thing no. is like, just let what if, if a school wants to pay for more assistance, why are you limit to them? Like, why for what reason? If I have more money, more resources, I should be able to use it. Yeah, like the adding adding more scholarships. I, I get that. You know, they're talking about competitive balance. Like, you got a bunch of guys from the state of Florida. There's too many. There's so much talent of baseball talent in the state of Florida. Like, the big three schools can't take them all. So you see kids go to Vanderbilt, Tommy White. Um, who's a freshman All-American up at NC State. He's in the transfer portal. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. I, I thought he was going to go to FSU, uh, but they just fired – they fired me. They fired Mike Martin Jr. Only took him uh, – took dad 40 years to build a program and, and and took me to, to, to tear it down. So they got rid of him. I thought nepotism would get you three years. Apparently only, it only affords you two. Um, <laughs> so it'll, it'll be interesting to see where FSU goes and, and if that affects – um, if that, if that affects, you know, their transfer portal or guys leaving FSU as well, um, adding, adding scholarships might affect competitive balance. I don't think adding a coach would affect competitive balance, but you're going to get, you know, you would still have a volunteer assistant. So now you'd have four coaches. Um, and that's just going to help the players and, and help the development of, um, young baseball players, no matter where you are, some, some schools might not be able to afford that in, in a program, mm-hmm. in a program that is already losing money. 
um, would a Stetson be able to afford another coach? And then that's where, you know, you might have some smaller schools start, you know, saying, Hey, the competitive balance isn't fair. We have to, we have to compete against Florida who already has more money and now they have an extra coach and we just can't afford that in our program. Um, Baseball is one of the sports that unfortunately, like when you get into like title nine, adding and subtracting sports, baseball's uh, a sport that gets, that gets knocked out uh, out of a lot of places. One of the first ones to, to get kicked out because it's an expensive sport. You have a big, Mm -hmm. a big roster um, equipment's expensive. You're traveling a big roster, you know, 30, 35 guys. It's an expensive sport. So it it gets cut a lot. And I think that adding another coach, um, you know, could lead to some other schools probably canceling mm-hmm. um, their baseball programs, which is not what you want to see. But I think overall it would mm. um, benefit the players. Hmm. Well, what do we think of this, uh, the new coach, Nick? I know that he came from NC State, came from the Tigers. I know you mentioned him briefly. Uh, I think we got a little sidetracked. Uh, is this a name that you had heard? Obviously, Florida makes a move pretty quickly. Um, I mean, I know you said that they put his house on the market and everything else, so he knew it was coming. But um, was this a name that, that you had heard or been connected to the program at all? Or is there a connection back to Sully? Um, no, there's no no connection back to Sully. Um, it uh, – Taylor Black is someone who uh, I think was on uh, Sully's radar um, when he was at NC State. Um, But it also kind of goes back to um, how he built Florida. Craig and Brad were both cross-checkers. Both had MLB scouting, um, you know, in in their background. And and that's what Taylor was doing. Um, So I think it kind of goes back to how he built the program. Um, and, and for me, it, it, he's a young guy. I mean, he's 33, 32, 33 years old. Yeah. Um, and knows intimately, you know, because he is a, a, a cross checker, knows intimately how to recruit, how to evaluate talent. Um, and I think that that's kind of where Sully has been going. If you look at the moves they've made, not that Lars Davis was old and I loved Lars, um, but Cop is a young guy. Chuck's a young guy. Yeah, but if your name Taylor is Lars, Black. we know where your you know where your age bracket is. So his name's what? His name he was, was Canadian. Lars. It might be different up there. I, I Nick is a big hockey fan. I know a lot about Canadians, and I just don't think that Lars is on the the most common names of people. How do you look at a baby and name it Lars? See, Lars. Lars it's is a like fantastic Lars. question. So like I don't 36. know. What? Lars is like thirty six years old. Oh well. He's one, one year. Oh, wow. one year older than you, Dan. Yeah. Well, what year? Eighty-five. Eighty-five. That's that's a, two years. A, a three years. I thought you were eighty-seven. Eighty-eight, baby. January, oh, but still eighty-eight, baby. Um, Barely. Well, Nick, we'll be excited to see what happens there. Any other movement that you expect in yeah. baseball? Um, obviously Gators do, uh, lose to Oklahoma, uh, in a game that we were talking about live while it happened, while during rain delay. And we were assured that the, we thought that the Gators would, would come out ahead. They're winning two to two to one when we finished recording, end up getting beat and getting beat pretty badly. Um, Nick, what, what changes do you expect other than Nick Pogue not being in a Gator uniform next year? Um, yeah, I was interested to see that Pogue hit the transfer portal. Um, he's going to be drafted. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and I expect so why, him to why would sign. He, why would he answer the portal? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I need to need to call him tonight. Um, trying to be sassy a little bit. Sassy. Yeah, if you're going to the league, right? Yeah. If you're going, if you're getting drafted, why enter the portal? Like, so gives you a bunch that. of options. Um, but no, I don't think that's it. I think you're trying to send a message, right? I mean, Nick Pogue's what a, a top couple round draft pick, right? Uh, it, I, I don't top know five? because I, I he should be, but he, you know, it's kind of like when he was talking. His, his dad's a physical therapist. When we were talking with him. Um, he was like, you know, the his velo is down. So like when he when he came as a freshman, he was throwing 93, 95. Um, this year velocity. Velocity. Mm-hmm. This year, not not cracking 91. You know, he's sitting 88 to 90. Um, and at six foot five right hander, you look at the MLB right now, look at look at how fast guys are throwing. Like that's not get that's not getting, you know, right. getting the job done anymore. So he said, you know, 18 to 24 months for the velocity to return. Um so that's something that teams will have to project. And the MLB draft is a ton of projection because these guys aren't, it's not like the NFL draft or the NBA. It's like, Hey, you're not drafting these guys and they're going straight to the majors. You're sending them to single a, mm-hmm. and you, you might not get them on the major league team for best case three years. Um, so you're projecting far out. So teams might look at that velo and say, Oh, it doesn't matter. Like he's in three years, he'll be, he'll be back to throwing 95 and back to what, what he was, you know, when he was a freshman, sophomore. Hmm. Um, so I expect he, him to be drafted in the top 10 rounds and, and you would sign because he is a, um, actually, I think he's like a, a COVID, I, the COVID still messes me up. I think he's like a third year or a fourth year sophomore. Cause he had a red shirt year and a COVID year. Um, but like age wise, he is a senior. Hmm. Um, so that's another thing you have to consider is like, okay, well, if, if I'm going to enter the draft again at 23, now, now if you get sent to single A at 23, you're old to mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of factors go into it. So I don't, I, I, the, him entering the transfer portal caught me off guard because I just expected him to be. I like, I like my take. Time. I like my take. Like Send the message. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Matt Cassetti, who's a catcher, uh, yeah. entered the transfer portal as well. Um, I gotten uh, a buddy of mine out in Texas had texted me like three weeks ago. And was like, Hey, Matt, Cass- I'm here. Matt Cassetti's going to enter the transfer portal. And I was like, what? Just like during the Gator, like in the middle of the Gators run. And like Matt Cassetti was just like getting back in the lineup. Um, but to me, it makes sense. He, he was a great teammate. Um, when Renee Lastris went down, um, Matt Cassetti and BJ BJ Rypel was, was catching, you know, uh, the majority of the games, if not every single game, Matt had to catch all the bullpens. Whenever a guy's warming up, he had to be down there in the bullpen. <clears throat> if the catcher makes the last out, uh, they're not dressed. Matt Cassetti would run in full catcher's gear from the outfield down to warm the pitcher up. Um, 18 year old Nick sure as hell would have told my coach where he could stick it if he wanted me to do all that. Mm. So Mac was a good teammate, even though, uh, was kind of getting shafted with playing time. Uh, so it, it didn't surprise me much. He'll go somewhere. Um, watch out for Tennessee. Tennessee needs a catcher really bad. And Matt Cassetti is an SEC caliber player. Yo, speaking um, of Tennessee, how awesome was that to oh, watch man. them yeah. lose yesterday, man? Shout out to my man. What's my guy? My guy, Billy. Shout out to Billy on, on oh, Twitter, yeah. man. He, he never misses uh, at moments like this, man. But a beautiful thing to see Tennessee have that great season and, and, and wet the bed a little bit at the end there. They were one of the best college baseball teams I'd ever seen. They did everything 
at an elite level. And disrespect in our locker room in, too, including their levels of disrespect on yeah. on in. That's why. That's what makes. It, I saw a tweet yesterday that said, "If you can get the entire nation to root for Notre Dame to beat you, you yeah. know that you're hating." Right. Right. Tennessee's levels of disrespect were like the Russian and Rocky. Mm. Just like they were like that. Yeah, he cocky. was wildly disrespectful. They they were they were like they were Russian and Rocky. I don't know if that's Rocky Four or whatever Rocky it is. Um, they were Russian and Rocky cocky, um, and they certainly rallied in America uh, around Rocky, aka Notre Dame, last yeah. weekend. Um, but that, that's a team. I mean, you had Jordan Beck flicking off uh, during a double to, to I think to go ahead against Georgia Tech, flicking off the entire outfield. Um, Bro, that's nuts. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> that's just it. egregious. Man, you you got to lose, man. Like, at some the, point, you're not going to win with that energy. In, yeah. in, in game one of the – he's just – he's going F-U-M-F-er, bird flying while rounding the bases on his way to second. Play is live. When you're doing <laughs> that, you just – with that energy, you just – you build up the pressure, like unnecessary mm-hmm. pressure, right? That was of the energy they had all year. They, like right. – they went – like in wrestling terms, they went like full heel from from like week one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then just leaned into it the whole year. Like, like their their reporters were even asking them about. It. They're like, "Yeah, if people hate us. That's good. We want them to." And it's like, "Well, you're doing an awesome job." It's a terrible strategy, man. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely had the entire world rooting against them. So I'm here for. They I'm had, here for um, disappointing Tennessee fans. I've, 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 I've nicked I've nicknamed him. He's the collegiate bat flip home run pimp job king. Drew Gilbert, he turned around after, I think it was a 0-1 count. So one pitch into that bat, turned around and MF'd an umpire about balls and strikes, gets tossed because you can't turn around, call. I right, uh, can't do that, yeah. Can't turn around on a ball, on a strike call and call the uh, umpire an MF'er and call him terrible. You're going to get run every single time. And then acted shocked was just incredulous that he had gotten run from the game. I'm like, hey, man, you're, you're 21 years old. You've probably been playing this game 14 years of your life. You know you can't do that. Right. Well, especially baseball. Baseball is like a sport. I mean, so kind of you played too. My brother played. Uh, my dad played in college. So, like, I've seen, I mean, it's a, it's a sport of just kind of unwritten rules and things that you do, things that you don't do, a level of respect that you have for teams, right? And I know yeah. that some of those rules are changing, but, I mean – there's some words you can't yeah, come say on. to an umpire. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm excited that they made it. I'm glad that they were the number one seed. I'm glad they had a super regional. I'm glad it went to game three. And then I'm glad they got there. The only thing that would have been better, Nick, is like a obviously they were the, the away the Notre style. Dame was the away team. Fashion. But something Notre Dame or uh, something walk off by Notre Dame would have yeah. been amongst the greatest things in the world. And you know what would have been even cooler, Nick? Is if they flicked off the outfield while they were hitting a home run, but that would been yeah, that would been good. As I've always said, you should write movies, then go Irish, right? As I said that one <laughs> Sunday, go Irish. Last time I'll say that. Uh, so we got a new sponsor. You want to shout them out real quick? Still waiting of on Brad. Of course, of course. Uh, shout out to the great folks at the Graham Co. Uh, we're bringing on a new sponsorship to the entire network. Uh, what's the coupon code? Get that coupon code for me already. Uh, visit thegramco.com. Uh, use coupon code, S, coupon code SG25 at checkout for 25% off uh, gummies, 
with, with flavors of fruit punch, blue raspberry, and watermelon. They also have pre-rolls. Uh, if you're not into the, the THC or, or uh, smoking or edibles, they have uh, CBD capsules, a brand called Sativadol, which is also very good for pain relief. If you have joint pain, muscle pain, they have the, the roll-on, or they have capsules. Uh, everything that, that Gramco delivers is federally legal. Uh, so you don't want to worry about the feds or the police watching you at the mailbox or anything like that. Uh, coupon code SG25 at checkout for 25% off THC Delta 8 gummies. That's it. Perfect. Well, welcome, Graham Co. I know that they've been sponsoring the world for a while. I know that they've been sponsoring some spaces and some other things. So we're glad to welcome them to the stadium and Gale family. Uh, boys, we are just a few days away uh, from the Gators being a hat on the table uh, for Jane Rashada's uh, <laughs> announcement in five days. Um, he just has he just wrapped up a visit. We think it's going to be a visor or a hat? Bucket hat? Gas store, gas store station hat? What you got, Dan? What type of hat you think it's gonna be? I might, I might have to send like uh, a visor just so I can get away from this hat on the table comment. I might have to send, <laughs> send a helmet. Send, <laughs> send anything but a hat. He's like, I told you it wouldn't be a hat. I told you, told you they weren't a hat. He had, he had a live gator on set. <laughs> yeah. Um, Remember that. So when we were talking last week, Jaden Rashada was just about to start his. Uh, his official visit that spanned Tuesday and Wednesday of last week. Um, some elite vibes came out of that. Uh, some incredible pictures. Uh, Hugh Hathcock, the uh, founder of the Gator Guard, also just donated about close to $13 million to university, pulled up in his blue Lamborghini. Uh, we got some elite photography out of that. Seemed like the visit went really well. What's Told a, what, everybody that went really well. What's the sticker well. price on that, Dan? I, I don't know. I mean – would imagine we're talking at least you mean it so 200 yeah it depends on which lamb it was yeah i mean that's got to be more than two you think i mean it easily could right um also i'm yeah. seeing people sitting on it people are sitting on my lamb i'm like hey man uh there's two seats in there you sit in those sit on oh, top that's of why you ain't got the lambo that's absolutely right the guy with the lambo ain't worried about that man the guy the guy that just made the the largest yeah, yeah. single donation take it around the block kids <laughs> yeah, yeah it's more where that came from I've, here are the here are the keys they lambos are stick are they like tiptronic yeah, they're, not they making, going they're not making automatic uh yeah, that's what I thought. Right. I that, figured, that right? Probably, that thing's probably automatic. Like, there, there's so many people with money that like don't know how to drive stick that that just want that car as a flex. That I hope not. I hope Lamborghini's not making automatic engines. I'm sure for they these are. Nerds. I'm sure they are. I'm sure we got some gearhead gearheads listening. There's definitely yeah. Uh, yeah too many kids are renting these things at like proms and stuff. So I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Right? There's too I, many I, kids that like driving these things to like random uh, junior proms. I have not yet had the opportunity to uh, to ride or drive a Lamborghini. So so let us know in the comments. But uh, that beautiful blue uh, Lamborghini does show up, Look makes it, up. it inside the swamp. I know there were a number of recruits getting taken around uh, around town in the uh, Lamborghini. Um, so uh, we're hearing some good things. But what are your thoughts before we go into a June 18th uh, sign, or, uh, announcement date for, for Jane Rashada? Hold on, bring it this MR, MSRP real quick. Man. <laughs> what do we got? It depends on which one you got, man. One of these, if you got the uh, contact, that's two mil. The, the, the Aventador is 500K. 
Uh, hmm. The Hurricane is 206. Hmm. I'm trying, let me try to. See I, I think he that he's got one of the, the top two. Having spoken to Four, Hugh before, yeah. Having talked to Hugh before and knowing the lifestyle that he lives, I don't see him. If there's an opportunity, oh, I see to that blue. It's an Aventador. It's an Aventador. Okay. It's so what'd you say? Five hundred. Five hundred, man. Five hundred k. You can get the hell off my hood. Get your dirty khakis off my hood. My half million dollar car. <laughs> I need I need Alan Horn to tell me how much it would cost to insure a car like that. <laughs> right, right. Couldn't, couldn't even for the insurance on that car. This insurance um, just went up after they seen all the kids driving around the block. Oh man, straight cash, so, homie. So we got uh, four star, five star. Jaden Rashad making his announcement on the 18th. Um, any thoughts? Anything final that you want to say? It looks to be a Florida, Miami, Texas A&M. I don't know why you mentioned Miami battle. Um, People not in this. Yeah, no, I don't think that they are either. I know Oregon's, you know, involved. I know uh, Chad Simmons was pumping the tires of Miami. I was just reading his article about it. This is the only reason I mentioned them. Uh, but Oregon, Florida, maybe Texas A&M. Yeah, uh, I think he, the reason I don't think Miami's in it because uh, the father's, uh, or the, the, the situation, the camp, is looking for a head coach or offensive coordinator situation that's going to be solidified. Uh, Mario isn't a quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever his OC is, when they leave, likely his offense and, and a little, some things are going to change. Uh, Billy is the quarterback coach, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator. So there's a lot of uh, stability there, mm-hmm. I would say, that the family likes. So I, I like where we're at. Um, with with what we at, bro? We have back to back visits. Uh, Father's Day this weekend. Uh, he was with the Blue Lamb. Um, I just feel good about what we had in his recruitment. I think we're gonna land this kid, man. But everything goes down on on June 18th, um, and I think this is a message. Our board changed a lot of things. Change when we when we land this kid. I'm gonna speak it to existence. We got Nick, Mr. Hat on the table. Uh, Florida needs a quarterback. This would be a good one. I think he's. Um... That's a take. You That's tried a take. Billy a little bit. You tried Billy, man. I tried him? Yeah, you tried Billy. You said we just had a hat on the table, bro. You tried Billy Napier a little bit. You did. You tried him, man. And my in our logo a little bit. I said we got three. I got statues outside, Nick. How are we going to be just a hat on the table? When you come on a visit, you got to be like, man, I, my statue could be right there. Nah, I got to give you a hard time, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm time. not. Like, I'm going to eat – I'm going to eat a lot of crow um, if Jay, if Jaden Rashada commits to Florida, but that's fine. Like hey, I've, We I've already got the Edis pulled. We already got the Edis pulled. <laughs> we got the audio <laughs> pulled. Fantastic. <laughs> great. Great for me. Um, <laughs> that's but, like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I had more fun, like, going to Atlanta covering SEC championships than I had covering four-win teams. Like, if Florida's going to get a good quarterback – I'm down for it. Like I'm, I'm ready to have to like cover a good football team. I mean, that's a bold take, Nick. It's not like it's that bold. <laughs> I, had, I had much more fun. Hey, Silk, you that. heard that? Nick had more fun covering teams that won than teams that lost. Big take. Yeah. Mm. Um. Obviously, this is a huge domino. Gators need this one. If I'm they talk don't, so crazy. I'm gonna talk crazy. We get this kid, man. I've been humble and chill, man. I don't you're talking like John coaches. Ruiz before you went public. 
Yeah, John, <laughs> John Rue asked when he was a billionaire. <laughs> Um, so, um, assuming that the Gators do land his commitment, which I know is a big assumption, but assuming that they do, um, what do you guys think, uh, give me some, some floor and ceiling of where you think the Gators should, uh, get our recruiting class wise. What's, what's reasonable. Nothing has changed for me. I said top five, mm-hmm. I need a top five class. We spent a lot of money. Uh, we got a million recruiters on campus. Uh, the I-4 is loaded. State is loaded. Uh, we got some five stars in Pope. We should, we should be able to do what we need to do, man. Uh, Aiden Mazzell, those guys in Orlando, man, this is our wheelhouse, man. This is a, a perfect year to be the first-year head coach with all these resources, man. So um, the Blue Lambos in town, they top five class. That's where I got us at. Nick? That's where we need to be. Um, hmm. I – Top five. Like, overcompensate. You might overcompensate. Now you did the hell on the table. Now you probably try to overcompensate. You like two, two top two. Class. <laughs> I, I don't think they're gonna be top two. I don't think they'll be top three in the SEC. I think they won't be top two in the SEC. I think that'll right. be tough. Bama, right? Yeah, Bama and Georgia, A and M. We may be fourth in mm-hmm. the SEC. In SEC. That's the that's the problem. Like you can be right. top ten every year and fourth in the SEC, and it doesn't matter that you're out recruiting. You know FSU. If, if you're fourth in your conference, so that stuff takes time though. Like, like you're fighting yeah. an uphill battle, I think. And, and that's where the transfer portal changes so much, but you're fighting mm-hmm. an uphill battle because like the, the recruits that Billy Napier was like trying to get at UL aren't going right. to beat Texas A&M. They aren't going to beat Georgia. They aren't going to beat Alabama. So you've got to start whole new relationships. And now you're going up against the goat in Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. You're going up against, Texas Mafia oil money, um, and, and the reigning and national more champion. Than ever too. Yeah, yeah, and and against the reigning national champion with kids who have had relationships with those coaches, those staffs for three, four years, and you're just walking in. Um, you know, hey, Bill Napier from Lafayette, what's going on? And like, oh, I don't know, Nick Saban's on the on the phone. Can you hold on, please? Um, mm-hmm. So you're fighting an uphill battle to start. Um, and I think we've talked about Florida would be a little bit more active in the transport. I guess they have been. They got like seven guys from the portal. Yeah. Um, but you might have to do that again this year. And, 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 you know, I used to always say that like recruiting when you get a new coach, like they're like three years behind, especially with quarterbacks. So it would be incredible to get uh, Jaden Rashada. That's a huge domino um, in the quarterback, you know, recruiting for this year. Um, and then it sets you up. Um because I, th- I think Anthony Richardson, if he has the type of year that I'm expecting, is probably gone after this year. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're looking at, you know, Jack Miller, um, Jalen Kitna, and you tell Jaden Rashada, like, hey, AR-15 is gone after this year. Redshirt freshman, it, it, that's your year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think everybody, you know, go back to what you said about the transfer portal. I think a lot of schools were anticipated to be more active this year. I just don't think that we saw as much activity as we've seen in previous years. Um, well, I think they changed we- the uh, scholarship count a little bit as well. So I think that changes maybe some teams pushing players out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Florida still has some needs where they still need to visit the transfer portal. I think, um, I think that Florida this year, bar none has to beat FSU in recruiting has to beat Miami in recruiting. And I think they need to finish in the top four or top five of SEC recruiting, which is tough. 
right? But that's what Florida needs to do to win, right? They need to, you know, they're probably not going to beat Texas A&M, Georgia, and Alabama off the bat, right? So right. they have to try to beat everybody else. So they, they have to beat LSU. They have to beat Tennessee. They have to beat, you know, those are probably your, your two uh, biggest that are going to be fighting over that spot, right? Because yeah. not, SC's not getting any easier anytime soon, right? You have Oklahoma and Texas coming in the next few years, right? And, and you can say what you want about their programs and how they're not built for the SEC and everything else. There's still great programs that are going to still come in and compete. So you need to consistently oh, – They're going to recruit, beat. especially Texas. Like, oh, yeah. Any program in Texas got that duffel. They're going to recruit. Yep. yep. And then so you need to be top five – you need to be probably top four this year, and then you need to be right there in the top three over the next few years, or it's just not going to be sustainable for you to survive. Correct. So let's give a quick shout-out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word, to get 15% off of your order. Uh, they did just drop a new Florida – t-shirt the other day uh it is the baseball script logo that they wear on their white jerseys Those on sunday they are beautiful shirts um again best cotton best quality best retro gear in the game visit them homefieldapparel.com promo code stadium and gale maybe you're looking to buy something for a boss a spouse a relative a friend uh they have over 40 different schools that they have products for so again homefieldapparel.com Use promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout. Let's see. Um, Silk, any other additional thoughts on recruiting that you want to go over? I know that you know the Gators had a big weekend again in uh, Did we talk about uh shout out to Ahmad Black, man? Uh Cromani mm. McLean transfer uh from Lake Gibson High School to uh Lakeland. High school, the dreadnoughts, uh, and the mods in that that secondary is a secondary coach over there. Um, so shout out to that transfer, man. Uh Cormani is is top dog on our board, probably number one overall. Uh very important recruit, five star. Um what you got, what's your opinion on that, Dan? Uh I, I mean, first off, Lakeland is stacked. Um, that's an incredible backfield that they have, and I think they have some some players on the offensive side of the ball too. Um, I think that that's going to be an awesome opportunity for Ahmad. Um, you know, Ahmad obviously is a, is a good friend, and, and love to see him have the opportunity to climb the co- coaching ladder as, as he chooses and desires to, to have the ability to coach a guy like Carmani McLean and add that to the backfield. Um, is awesome. It certainly doesn't hurt that the Gators uh, do have a former uh, player as their their coach. And, you know, right now it does seem like Florida's in, in not only the driver's seat uh, of Cormani McLean's uh, recruitment, but certainly seems uh, like they um, are in the driver's seat of a, a, a passenger van where we got some teams all the way in the back row. So hopefully right. Florida can continue to to recruit and, and you know, gain his commitment because that's a that's a recruiting class changing get right there i mean that's the kind of guy that people want to play with i'm using i'm using pen to put cormani in in the class using a pen using a pen i'm with you man i've been i locked that in yeah it's it's lakeland dog like come on Uh, i think rashad ends up a five star at the end of the at the end of this cycle i think rashad ends up a five star when it's all said and done uh they dropped the star from him they know we about to get him you know how to street speed nick um it took a start because he's about to be a gator, man. But we'll get it back, man. The final rankings is already good. The top 38 going to be five stars. So y'all don't sweat that. Just vibe out. 
Uh, so that I got that two five stars right there that anchors mm -hmm. that class down. And I think relationships kind of got both of those, Nick. We saying how like it takes three years to get relationships, but the relationship that uh Billy had with, with Rashada's father may land us Rashada. We haven't got him yet. And also with, with uh Carmani McClain. Um clearly that's relationships, and also Corey Raymond relationships with every DB, elite DB in the country. Um he's already had established relationship at LSU. So wherever he goes, he's already been. Recruiting these guys, man, and and players want to play for him. I think McLean and Rashada, two guys that can anchor this, this thing down, are both landed off relationships. I think Cormani would have, Cormani would have even committed the damn moment. We haven't gotten Cormani, I think Cormani just wanted to be. I don't a, know. Cormani likes Bama. Don't 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 do not be do not be fooled. Cormani likes Bama a lot. Listen, everyone likes Bama. You, you walk That's in. what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Um, and everybody I, ends up there a lot too, right? So. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk too crazy. Yeah, I know, man. I know from like just behind the scenes that he does like Bama a lot, bro. Uh, it's, it's what they do with DBs. Nick Saban is probably if if Corey Raymond's a DB coach, goat. Like mm -hmm. Nick Saban's got to be like the for, the founding forefather or some shit. <laughs> he's on the Mount Rushmore. Absolutely, like the DB coaches he's put out, the players he's put out. Like he's the guy. So like the way he can sell to DBs, it's just different, but. Uh, I like where we at in it. I like where we at. If Rashada does, if Rashada comes to Florida and Kermani doesn't, I'm I, whenever we talk recruiting, I'm just gonna have to like cut my mic off, turn turn the camera Shree off, and just, said, like, and just like walk out the room. Shree said they need you to say it's just a hat on the table for Kermani, and we good. <laughs> that's that is that like my that's my code. It's like, oh, listen, if Nick thinks there's no chance that uh, Gator so might put it on yeah. my tweet, man. I put a tweet, man. I don't know if you've seen it, yeah. but I put it out there and under there, somebody said, Hey, have him say the same thing about Cromani tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we need to judge how confident Nick is on a recruit coming or not coming. How many hats Down on the table. table would Nick have? Right, I, I have <laughs> one hat on the table. Five hats on the table. Five hats on the table. He's really capping. That's my that's my my, my level of confidence. How so many much, hats? So much pun there, man. He's really capping if you got five hats on the table. Mm. Five hats on the I table. Nick, five Nick hats. <laughs> five Nick hats. Five Nick hats. Uh, so since we last uh, chatted, the Gators, as we talked about, did have Jaden Rashad a visit uh, this past weekend as well. Malik Bryant was in town. Uh, Raylan Wilson, the Michigan linebacker commit was in town. Derek LeBlanc was in town. And I saw an article that said that this is his eighth unofficial visit to the Gators. So a lot. Um, that, that is a lot. I, I don't know. Outside Gas of is hot too. Um, I don't know what more you're, <laughs> you're looking for out of a visit other than just vibing out and maybe liking the attention. No slighted him for, for so that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money for clout, man. That, that's Sorry. a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of visits. Um, TJ, seriously, but I'm not gonna be driving you back and forth to UF for clout, man. Gas is too high, bro. <laughs> um, Peyton Kirkland, we'll talk about that in a second. Will Norman, four star defensive lineman, and then Gators offensive line commit, Nigel Harris, was um on campus. So, uh, the Gators do host uh, Janelle Aguero starting tomorrow, uh, as well as Francis May Mayoga, the five star offensive lineman. My wow. Magua, Magua. There you Look go. At me teaching you how to say something. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, then this weekend, uh, they have AJ Harris, Eugene Wilson, Monroe Freeling, Keldrick Falk, Cameron James, Bryce Thornton, Caden McDonald, um, Reed McKeska, Isaiah Nixon, 
Tommy Kinsler, and then Creed Whittemore. So definitely a lot of big names. Every single name there is either a four-star or a five-star, I believe, except for two. So uh, definitely a lot of visits uh, planned. Where do you guys – Let me let's talk about Peyton Kirkland. Do you guys have a, a problem with the internet? Uh, busting his chops, uh, the Gators chops a little bit for the uh, the food picture. No, nah, man, that kid just thinks at making plates, man. Yeah, oh, try <laughs> to Peyton Kirkland, man. The, the, the play guy. he made was egregious, but I seen other. Is that kids Vari's with, cousin? He's related. Vari cousin was probably uh, chefing up the mac and cheese for sure. <laughs> okay. Mac and cheese I'm, did look a little. Aunt Lori, Aunt Lori was cooking. Aunt Lori, was cooking mac. It was a little, little <laughs> runny on the mac side, but uh, the, the the spread we had wasn't Jamaican bacon, bro. We had lobster. We had some fly stuff at the. I don't know what plate he put together. You gotta love yourself. It starts it starts <laughs> with self love. Like <laughs> University of Florida did nothing wrong. It was a great layout. <laughs> uh, he chose to make that plate, man, and I'm not gonna defend that plate he made. It's on him, not us, man. But uh, yeah. he said the food was great. Yeah, no, food food looked good. I mean, the, the plate itself did not look uh, all that ap- appealing. Um, I did see the Caesar salad where he probably had the the bowl of Caesar dressing on the top, and he just took the ladle and just right on top one yeah. one one big pour. Um, but shout out to Peyton Kirkland. Probably caught some unnecessary stray bullets by posting on Instagram. Not to make uh, no his plate. plate, but you learn how to make a plate, bro. That's it. It's the art to making a plate you're gonna put on social media. You can't oh, just sure. be throwing things on the on a random styrofoam. You gotta be mm. organized and make it look appealing, man. I think I made I, I remember I made a plate. The risk, worth, been... the risk worth reward not even worth it, to be honest with <laughs> no, you. No, no, no. No, no, no. It was like yeah. last Christmas or Thanksgiving. I made a plate and like I took my phone out. I was like, Nah. There's gotta be something spectacular. Even if this is delicious and yeah. I think it looks good. 75% of the people that see the tweet will find something yeah. wrong with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It didn't have enough seasoning or right. it did it wasn't proportioned like correctly. Got, no, the, you've got you yeah. the cheese just was even a little the, just even the proportions. Yeah. Okay, everything was fire, but you didn't have enough green on that. Okay. You better have right. Paula Dean cook that plate, man. <laughs> put that plate together if you're gonna put it on the internet. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> I see I've seen too many people catch stray bullets for years. The internet doesn't forget. Your bad plate. Vari's kids are gonna like grow up in life not know yeah. why like like their dad's plate's getting retweeted. It's like our dad is a meme. In 2050. Like what's why is it's gonna be a textbook plate. about dried greens and how to avoid it. It's just gonna be there. Oh man, love Vari. Uh, Gators, like I said, do have a lot of visits uh, coming up. Uh, did get a bunch of crystal balls uh, over the last few weeks as well for Trayon Webb, the uh, running back. Uh, nice. As well as Jordan Castell, the uh, the safety, uh, both four stars, uh, Tran Webb out of Trinity Christian, and then Jordan Castell out of West Orange in Winter Garden. Um, so like, is- I, I I get Tran Webb like he's committed mm-hmm. and decommitted twice before, but like come on now, like what are we doing here? Yeah, he's taking his time, and I know that he's trying to commit one final time. And I know that Florida sits in the driver's seat, and I do think he's slated to commit, if I remember correctly, on the 30th of June. So that will probably be that. I know that the Gators are looking for two uh, running backs in that group, and I did see the other day that uh, maybe Alabama took the lead on Cedric Baxter. So it doesn't look like Florida's going to get Richard Young, and and with Alabama being in the driver's seat for um, for Baxter, that that's certainly – 
Max um, is gonna move around a little bit, man. Yeah. It's an old fashioned, you you know what it is. It's old fashioned, you know, run up the bag. So that lead is gonna change. Uh, what's the cause decisions coming up? Uh, is 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 uh Malik Bryant choosing this deciding soon? I believe so. I know that he was originally part of the group that was gonna all commit together, I believe in July. Yeah, I don't think he ever changed his day. Let me see if we have. So he's visiting Florida June 10th. I already did pardon me. He's visiting Miami in a couple weeks, visits USC this weekend. Um, if I remember correct, oh, July 23rd. Uh, so he's scheduled for July 23rd. Um, I think that there was a few others scheduled for that date as well. You just scroll down here. July 23rd. Peyton Kirkland also on July 23rd. Um, Janelle Aguero is on the 23rd. He's out of uh, Massachusetts, St. John's Prep. He's the guy that we mentioned before is visiting this weekend or uh, visiting tomorrow. Pardon me. Um, and then I know one of the guys that was slated for the 23rd silk in that group uh, pushed back. Uh, I think but, two of them did. LeBlanc and Peyton Kirkland both pushed back to October 22nd. Oh, did Peyton? Okay, yeah. so um, so LeBlanc. Uh, who we've talked about visited UF a bunch of times, uh, then Peyton Kirkland um, right. be in October. So uh, Malik Bryant, uh, Gator sit in a uh, pretty good position for him too. Looks to be uh, based on a visits alone, a, a Miami USC Florida battle with Florida probably in the lead. Uh, and another D lineman, um, Will Norman. We haven't talked mm -hmm. about him yet. He just finished his official visit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. This past week, and I think Florida's sitting in the driver's seat there. Um, huge, yeah. huge position of need. Huge need. Yeah, yeah. Huge. absolutely. Um, we've got him listed at 6'4", 276. He's from New Jersey, but IMG Academy. Uh, we were told IMG Academy was uh, basically California. Don't go there. Wasting your time. And it didn't take Billy Long to uh, to flip that narrative. Yeah, we do good with uh... – Defensive tackles from the southeast. I mean northeast. Mm -hmm. Shout out, shout out to Dominic Easley and Sharif Floyd. Sharif Floyd as well. Yep. And we had some more. We had Justin Trotto. Uh, we had a few. We had a few oh, defensive linemen. Uh, that's right. Was he a Jersey yeah. kid too? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Will Norman is a guy that um, I think a few months ago when he put out his top five, a lot of people thought that he would be a Penn State. Uh, lean and likely commit, uh, but Florida's done a really good job of recruiting him uh, and have really rised up his uh, rankings, as, or, uh, his uh, ladder as well. So would be a huge get uh, for the Gators. Let me see. I don't think that he has an announcement date scheduled. He doesn't. Um, has only taken one official visit in West of Florida, so uh, would definitely be a great get for the Gators. Uh, it's trending a little bit. Y'all feel like a mm -hmm. little momentum here? No, I, I do. Like a, I feel like a little momentum starting here. We'll see what happens. It does, it does take the dominoes to start, right? So, right. Um, you know, Florida has a couple of good names, and I don't want to diminish any of those guys. Um, you know, I really like Nigel Harris. I think that he's going to be great. But getting a guy like Jane Rashada, you add him. You have Tryon Webb not far away, even though I know a lot of people are higher on other folks Tran Webb is still a good four-star running back, right? Absolutely. You have Will Norman sitting out there. Who knows when he's going to commit? You have Malik Bryan sitting out there. You have Cormani McLean. You're involved with A.J. Harris and Tony Mitchell. You're involved with a lot of big names that 
you never know when that domino is going to fall for somebody else to, to make their, maybe that, you know, Jane Rashada makes an Aiden Mizell, you know, announce his commitment. Right. So you start to get the ball rolling a little bit. Um, right. And, but that's what Florida. That's a lot means. of names, man, with, with decisions and dates on the horizon, bro. That's why I said it's a lot of momentum cooking. We're going to mm-hmm. see what it is, man. Uh, just vibe out, man. There's no reason to, to lose your. I, I do want Cedric Baxter. I do. I like where we stand uh, in his recruitment. I, I think that's not going to be. He's not deciding to 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 the very end. So mm-hmm. let's just vibe. I think uh, I like the way our offense is, is catered towards running backs. Uh, we just got to be ready to do what we got to do in the NIL market, and it seems like we're turning the corner with that as well. Um, regardless of how well uh, Billy them recruited uh, Rashada. Like you wouldn't land it. You're not gonna land this kid without like presenting right. something very impressive in an NIL market. So right, and he's um, a guy that could go to just about any school that he wanted to. Absolutely. Right? Um, you know, I like Florida's chances right now. I did see uh, that it does seem to be a Florida Texas A&M battle right now. I called um, this on Twitter. I called it. Like, I like us, man. I like us too. Ole Miss is like sitting it. there in the back seat, passenger seat, back seat, um, whatever you want to say. Um, his brother did uh, announce his commitment there uh, last week. Um, so again, you know, something to keep an eye on. Um, there's no package deal. He came out and said he wanted to be in Florida. Uh, somebody, I think Chad Simmons or somebody came out and said, "Who wrote that? Was that was that on three? Was that Corey Bender?" I read which, an article. Somebody said. That, um, uh, I think that that was. I think that was. Chad Simmons that oh, wrote that lying, the other so day. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Never mind. But that, or it could have been. <laughs> it, it, I know it's one or the other. But I also know. I think it was Chad when Chad brought Miami in. Uh, but as of now, well, I seen it does a not quote, seem like Miami is involved anymore. Yeah, I just, I just seen a quote from somebody. I didn't think Miami was going to be involved from a crystal ball standpoint. But I, I did see a quote from somebody that was quoting somebody from the family or a source saying that the kid wanted to be in Florida. Um, but we'll see what Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's enough for a shot. Yeah. Uh, let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at Game Time Sidekicks. Use promo code Stadium, get 10% off of your order. Best vacuum sealed cups in the game. Uh, I use them all the time, using them for about a year and a half now. I'm still in perfect condition. Keep cold drinks cold, warm drinks warm. Uh, over 300 different schools that they serve, uh, as well as NIL. Uh, and player uh, arrangements, uh, golf, uh, NASCAR, uh, F1, all sorts of different things for you to choose from. Again, visit GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM. Get 10% off of your order. Um, In other recruiting news, a name that we had talked a little bit about, speaking of IMG Academy, Jordan Hall, uh, four-star linebacker, um, had announced a final five of Notre Dame, North Carolina, Michigan, Michigan State, and Florida. Took an official visit to Florida last week and um, announced this past weekend that he was committing to uh, Michigan State and to Mel Tucker uh, and the crew up there. That is not to be confused with the other four-star um, defensive tackle, I believe. Um, also, our defensive lineman, um, who's also a four-star and also looking uh, at Florida uh, and Florida State as well, out of Jacksonville. So, but Gators do lose on one of the Jordan Halls. Let's... I don't know what our board is like, so I don't really have a tape. Mm. Um, but on my personal linebacker board, I didn't have him extremely high, is what I would say. Uh, then we got we're in there for Pup. 
Brandon, uh, the Sammy Morris kid, a few others. Um, so I don't know what the board is like to say, to know if we missed or whiffed there. That's my take. Yeah, no, I think I, that that's a good take. Out. I think that's a good take. All right. Um, saw this article. Want to get your all's thoughts on it. Or I saw this question in an article. Um, what are your top three position battles? If you were uh, looking at the Gators football roster, what are your top three position battles that you're uh, most interested in watching? Silk, we'll start with you. <clears throat> Hmm. Three of them. You can pick one at a time. Uh, receiver kind of round table. Yep. Uh, definitely receiver. We, we we just inserted two guys uh, that that should make that very interesting um, with the transfers and and the, and the addition we added to the twenty two class. Uh, so receiver. Uh, still the opposite opposite side of Kamari. Uh, not Kamari. Yeah, Kamari. Not Kamari. Uh, opposite side of 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 Marshall. Mm. Mm-hmm. That corner position mm-hmm. um, could be. I like. I like Jalen the way he looked in the uh, in the spring game. He's on the slender side, but as far as being in position, footwork, so that other corner spot, and then uh, linebacker. Man, this is all defense for me, man. Linebacker is gonna be very interesting, man. I want to see how it shake out with Dwan Black and Derek Wingo. Those guys look very good in the spring game as well. Uh, Ventra Miller's back, so you know he's gonna be leading the way. We get a lot of leadership back in that spot. So those are my three spots, man. All on defense. Um, I have to echo no, cornerback. I have, I have receiver. I have receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One I, have, I, have to, I have to echo cornerback. Um, mm-hmm. uh, is it Kimber Hill Helm? Um, yeah, I mean Jordan Young had a great spring game. How, does he factor in? Do they love right. Devin Moore right. uh, as a freshman. So there's a lot of guys to to fill in that last spot. Right. Well, um, and obviously, you know, Ethan Pouncey and Jordan Young were highly recruited too. I mean, not saying that they're going to be, you know, jumping depth chart either, but you definitely have a lot of competition there. Um, I'll go with running back too. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the depth chart will matter. Um, if you look at, you know, like the UL last year, they had, you know, three different running backs at 100 carries. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had four with Jeez. over 100 carries if you add in the quarterback. Um, so I don't know that the depth chart matters. Um, but you've got a lot of running backs. Um, Lorenzo Lingard, they love him. Um, Montreal Johnson, obviously a young player, but knows the system. Uh, almost ran for 1,000 yards as a freshman last year. How does he uh, adjust to SEC? Naquan Wright, to Marcus Bowman. Like, you just got a lot of dudes back there. Um, so running back, cornerback. Uh, and then just to try to be different than Silk, um, to talk about a different position, um, defensive line, especially the interior, who's next to Dexter? Um, mm-hmm. that's a position that I thought Florida probably needed to address. Um, in you need Watson in, to get in shape in the like, portal, you need Watson to get in shape. Um, Chris McClellan, where does he factor in? How much can he play as a freshman? <clears throat> um, you need Watson to get in shape. Um, I like Jalen Humphreys a lot. Um, yeah, he was he was coming on towards the end of the season for sure. Yeah, uh, and, and I like Jalen Lee a lot. So like, there's there's Jalen Lee or there. Humphreys. I get those mixed up sometimes. Who was coming Jaylen, on? Jalen Lee. I think Jalen Lee was okay, more okay. so than Humphreys. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Lee's a guy that I thought could you know start next to Dexter. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. So that that's a position for me to watch because it's like it, <clears throat> they say in baseball you have to be strong at the middle. You have to have a good you know shortstop, second base, middle infield. You have to have a good. Center fielder catcher. 
Um, I think you need to be strong at the middle um, on defense as well. Right? And I think you, you hit on that with Ventra Miller. Um, you've got some veterans back there at safety. It, it, Trey Dean's played a ton of football. Um, and, and other than Dexter, who else are you going to be strong at the middle with? Hmm. Dan, they haven't left you many positions there, buddy. Well, no, I do, I I do, they, I do want to – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, no, I, I do um, I do agree uh, that those are all um, obviously names. I'm just – or uh, positions that I'm curious about too. Um, I think one that we haven't talked about is tight end. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what Florida does there. Um, uh, obviously <laughs> – say what? Yeah. <laughs> Black, yeah. Like, you, you mean the, the sixth offensive lineman? Right. Well, Pretty so – that that's the thing, right? Is is Florida does not have a lot of proven players at the tight end position, right? I mean, you have Keon Zipper who has done f- fine, right? I think that you know people may have expected a little bit more, and he can still come and and, and do well uh, this year, right? Um, Dante Zanders did pretty good in the orange and blue game. What will you see out of him, you know, in an actual game? question mark right nick elksness obviously a guy that a lot of people are super excited about gets injured it's coming back who knows where he is right jonathan odom you know we've not seen anything right florida does add a couple of transfer or a, a couple of uh recruits in that group um hayden hansen a guy that came on real late um a guy nobody really knew a lot about on three has him ranked as the 108th you know best tight end um in that group um you know, Tony Livingston, a guy that people thought might be an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman, obviously a great basketball player, but he's coming on board. Um, and then uh, Arliss Boardingham, right? Is he a guy that's going to move into that role too? So, you know, there's obviously a lot of questions about Florida, what's get, what they're going to do at tight end. It's obviously going to be very different than what you saw with Dan Mullen. But to me, there are a lot of question marks with not a lot of potential answers um, of really being a, a strong position for the Gators. Um, then I'll take one of each of yours, I think, that wide receiver and how that truly shakes out, and then the defensive tackle position. Uh, I am very concerned about defensive tackle. I mean, the biggest concern that I have on Florida's roster right now is quarterback, not because of Anthony Richardson, but just because of what's behind that. Uh, but there's no position battle there. So, um, you know, I'll go with tight end, wide receiver, and defensive tackle for all the reasons that you all said. Let's see. Getting to the end of the show, uh, Brad Wilkerson, uh, don't think he's going to be able to make it tonight, dealing with a couple scheduling conflicts with him. Uh, but before we do that, we'll do two quick ad reads and then we'll take us out for song of the week. I uh, want to give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Uh, go visit Alumni Hall. This is the last week that you can use our promo code, uh, which is SG20. It wraps up on the 15th of June. I do want to say thank you so much. Uh, You guys really uh, have used that code a bunch, have bought a lot of new things um, from Alumni Hall. They're super appreciative. They have a bunch of new things coming out. And with Father's Day coming up, get your dad a gift he really wants. Choose from Nike, Columbia, Peter Millar, or any collection of Gator accessories that they have, which is unmatched from everything that I see. Visit them at alumnihall.com. Make sure you get your dad and his man cave the gift that he deserves. Again, 
alumnihall.com. Use promo code until the 15th, 20SG, or SG20, pardon me, until the 15th. Uh, you can use that both in-store and online. So thanks to the friends over at Alumni Hall. And Silk, got the Manscaped ad read for us. Absolutely, man. Shout out to the great folks of Manscaped. Nobody doing grooming for men better than Manscaped. Ball deodorant and saving lives all summer. You know, um, just if not, man, I probably I probably fell out about four or five times, man. You know, just keep me cool. I got the regular deodorant, keep me cool up top. Ball deodorant, keep me cool down bottom. Everything's official. Uh, all groomed up with the lawnmower 4.0. Um, keep everything neat and trim, man. It's summertime. Got the got the the, the, the man hoochie shorts out mm. about mid thigh. Gotta gotta be groomed appropriately, man. If not, you can be Harry Larry and scare the ladies, man. Uh, use coupon code SG twenty SG twenty five. Yeah, no, that's no, a SG twenty. We got too many. Yeah. We gotta we gotta mix yeah. this up a little bit. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of promo codes. A lot of different things. So, so Allen Horn it? Insurance, no promo code. Gramco SG25. Home Field Apparel, Stadium and Gale. Game oh, no. Time Sidekicks, Stadium. Alumni Hall, SG20. And then Manscaped. 20SG. 20SG. We got to get with these people and consolidate. We got to have some, some brand recognition. Just one No, code. no, no, no. Any sponsor that wants to come on board, feel free. <laughs> give yeah. us whatever promo code Dan's you want. A, Dan's over here. If the money's there, Dan, we Dan, don't Dan, care. Dan. Anything yeah, but profanity. Yeah, we get anything that's not offensive, we can make a coupon code. Um boys, anything else before we no 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 I do got something special cooking up, man. I do yeah. wanna like I don't want I can't fully announce it yet, man, but I do got something very special. I'm cooking up in Gainesville, August 13th. Um, some NIL work. Uh the, the roll-up network is stepping into the NIL department and we're gonna throw something really big. Um, you know how we do it, man. It's not going to be anything regular. Well, we like to entertain, put on a good show and some vibes. So we're going to do something downtown, Gainesville. You know, you, you might want to move fast with these tickets because it's, it's a top tier player. Creme de la creme type stuff we got cooking up over here, man. Uh, just be on the lookout for that, man. That's it. That's all I got. What do you got? Nick, you got anything? So did you listen to Wellerman? Oh, my God. Bro. Don't that that song got a lot of complaints. That's wild. There's people not respecting great music. What do you think, Dan? You like that? <clears throat> no. Um, where I, you play that at? No, what where you play that? It's a crib in the car. Where you get that off? Uh, of? I told you it, it got hooked into my algorithms, and, and now I can't get away <laughs> from it on Instagram. Um, but Instagram yeah. or TikTok? I know it's a big TikTok. It looks look like yeah, a TikTok. I, so movie. I don't have TikTok, so it must have like moved from TikTok to Instagram. Mm, like, yeah. I, I, well, I'm that's that's third. the normal I'm, progression that I'm like. I'm, I'm I don't have TikTok third. either. I'm basically a Facebook person now. Yeah, I know Brooke has TikTok, so every time she will will put something on TikTok, a few days later we'll we'll see it on Instagram. But the the trail of of virality is definitely TikTok to Instagram. To probably AOL and then Facebook. I had to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> TikTok is where I drew it. And I was just like, bro, I I do a lot of things on social media, but I draw the line at TikTok, dog. It's just that, that's really for like people that don't have no time on got too much time on their hands. Yeah. So I I downloaded TikTok because like when you cover college 
football players, baseball players, you need mm-hmm. to be on like social media because sometimes news happens there. For um, sure. and, and then I, I, I had probably had it for a week and I was like, listen, if someone commits or some <laughs> news TikTok. breaks on TikTok, I'll be, I'll, I'll be second. Yeah, I'll be second. To it. Ass, that's man. fine. I'll be second to that news. That's good. <laughs> I don't like when people like try to go, try to go viral. And that's all TikTok seems like everybody's just trying to go viral. You know what I'm saying? I come to social yeah. media for a bunch of try hard stuff, man. That's what TikTok just seems like try hard all day. Like Bob, cause yeah, no, I, I would agree. I mean, I'm not a big TikTok guy. It doesn't really appeal to me. I know that there's a lot of you, really you cool niches. No, yeah, yeah, I do. Right, because it's a place you can flex, and you yes. guys know that that's like something that I like doing. Um, it's good for, for benders, man. That's a good point. But I feel like there's people that are more creative than me. Like, I mean, that's the thing about TikTok is I'll look at some of them and be like, how the hell did you even think about that? Or how much time, you know, goes into it? It probably doesn't take that much time. I mean, it shows my my age and ignorance over it all. But um, right. I'll leave the creative stuff to the creative people. And I'll just I'll just be a volume shooter on Twitter, you know? Hope for one, hope for one good tweet every, you know, 10 to 12. Twitter is the greatest app of all time, man. By far. By far. All right, boys. Um, song of the week. Uh, Whiskey Myers came out. They're having a new album come out soon. Uh, me and uh, Paul Sammons, our friend. You guys all know him. Uh, we're going Shout out to Paul. Our, Paul, what it do, baby? We're going up with our significant others uh, next month to St. Augustine. Oh, to see man, them Paul live. got a girl? What happened, man? What? A wife. A Paul's wife. been married. Yeah. Paul's been married. Yeah, That's yeah. Paul, Paul's been with his Paul. girl for six years. Maybe longer. Been married. Even at oh, the, yeah. the crab balls? Hell yeah. That's a sneaky guy, man. I didn't know you were married <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> what kind of snitching is this? <laughs> no, no, not that way. Not that way. This? Yeah, no, we no, hang no, out, no. man. He's just never talking about his goodness, wife, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nick. Nick, Nick, relax. The <laughs> blowing it out of proportion. Relax, here, man. Right? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> this guy gave me the best seafood boy ever and never tell you. Like, I didn't yeah. think you know, you know? Yeah. So, so. Paul, myself, our significant other. We're going to see them live uh, again next week or uh, next month. So excited about St. Augustine. Heading up to St. Augustine. Uh, going up to the amphitheater up there. Heard some good things about it. So uh, they I have a new song Leon called. Leon Bridges out there and I missed it. Leon Bridges? I love Leon Bridges, man. I think he was at the St. Amphitheater, I think. Like, if it hasn't passed, it's coming up. I need to I think check it's, out. I think it's pretty close to downtown, maybe a mile or two from downtown. It's supposed to be elite vibes uh super excited about that uh, i know it's gonna be hot as hell so that's the only thing i'm not looking forward to yeah. but uh with good people and you know one or two bush lights and if paul's around i know there'll be some bush light around already we'll, we'll make it through uh but they have a new song called the wolf so we'll play the new whiskey meyer song the wolf and boys we'll see you at the same corner same time next week already Back in the saddle Out on the road this way I make a living